What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good afternoon or good evening, whenever or wherever you're watching or listening to us. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford. Joining me today, nothing special to say here today because he's uh, feeling a little bit under the weather. So for the third time this year, he's got his flu game for us here today. Mr. Josh Harris. Josh, how you doing, bud? Oh, my head feels like a balloon, so maybe I actually tout some good plays for once. (laughs) Well, the good the good news is is Jeff Carter's on the slate tonight, so you know we're gonna get at least one good tout of out of you uh, as long as Jeff Carter is here. Um, 
how'd you do last night? It was a wild, wild slate last night because things were looking kind of calm, and then Colorado went absolutely ballistic late. Yeah, so I really like Colorado too, but I ended up playing Colorado one, and McKinnon hit like 19 posts in the first period, and it was just so tilting. But like, you really needed Kadri. Uh, I had no Kalon. I mean, Skinner scored at two percent, but. I guess if you really needed the punt, it was, what's his face? Adam Ernie had the shot bonus, two goals, 2,600. But, you know, I did all right. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this late, especially after looking at ownership. Normally I don't look at ownership before I go on because I don't want to make my calls biased. But, like, there's some wild ownership tonight on some lines, like, that I'm not even on. Yeah, there is some interesting ownership tonight, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, last night's slate was absolutely just crazy like you mentioned the mckinnon post that was a big thing in the first period i think he hit the crossbar and then the post uh like a couple minutes apart uh you know two inches away there from completely changing the slate um that's just hockey uh anaheim you know they put up four goals adam henry uh, had himself a good night in the first period (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um you know the ducks did their thing um in you know Minnesota and Arizona, um, Capo Kakinen, that guy just doesn't stop, man. Like, he's st- he's really starting to put himself, like, uh, does he, he qualifies as a rookie, I'm pretty sure. I don't think he played enough games last year. So, uh, between Kakinen and Kaprizov, a couple real good rookies over there in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was 8,200, but he had a, what, like a 32-save shutout. So you, you kind of needed him because the cheap – I don't think any of the cheap goalies really had a great game. So, uh, yeah, the Chihuahua doesn't like it either. So, yeah. Chihuahua doesn't like cheap goalies? No. She's just thinking about murder. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, none, yeah, none of the cheap goalies really got there. Auntie Ranta was a scratch. Aiden Hill was put in. They lost. Um Jonas Johansson was another cheap goalie. They lost 3-2. So, yeah, really not a great night for your cheap goaltenders. Jake Ottinger let in four goals. Um, even though the Stars, that was a crazy game, a couple late. That's the second time the Stars have did, done that this year, just scored a pile of goals late in the game to completely change the slate. Yeah. No, I was going to say, and Jamie Benn had a one-timer in overtime. I don't know how he did it, but Vasilevsky, like, saved the puck like this, like, gloved it over his head. It was going under the bar. Would have changed the slate. Yeah. The thing about Andre, he finished two saves short of the bonus and he got the overtime loss because they lost in the shutout. So he had almost 15 DK points. So, like, he didn't kill you, but like Kakin uh, had almost 30, I think. So it was really yeah. him to be in the optimal. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, so we had uh, some guys in chat have a nice night last night. Um, I actually didn't lose a ton of money for the first time in a few days. So that was really nice. So let's keep uh, the good vibes rolling here today. Before we get going, just want to let everybody know that if you're not able to watch your favorite Osmo shows on YouTube, almost all of our Osmo YouTube shows are available through the Osmo Podcast Network. We've got a podcast for every sport and we're available on every major platform. So head on over to Osmo.com slash podcast to check out the latest. Leave a five-star rating and a review on one of our podcasts with your Twitter handle or email address, and you'll be eligible to win a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum. One winner will be awarded every Friday, and reviews will be eligible to win for up to one year. So you could win this summer, you could win this fall, you could even win uh, sometime next spring. So just head on over to Osmo.com slash podcast, check out our latest pods, leave a five-star 
uh, rating and review with your Twitter handle or email address for a chance for a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum. While everybody's here, if you could, uh, please like and subscribe if you haven't already. It helps get us to the top of that algorithm, helps uh, grow this channel a little bit, and keep bringing these shows coming to you almost every single day. All right, uh, let's get to the slate. Let's get right to it then. Let's get to this game that we just talked about. We talked about ownership. We talked about um, how totals uh, might affect ownership. Uh, we talked about that before, I should say. So um, let's talk about this game here tonight. We have the Vancouver Canucks with a 3.4 implied goal total going to, into Ottawa. The Ottawa Senators have a 2.8 implied goal total. Um, these two teams, I think, just played a couple days ago. Vancouver uh, took a 3-2 win from them um doesn't look like matt murray's going to be back tonight or anytime soon so uh it looks like it's going to be joey decord uh again in net for ottawa um ottawa looks like they ran tim stutzel on the top line with uh brady kachuk last game but at morning skate today they went back to more or less their normal lines and that's uh tyranny between stutzel and batherson uh and uh connor brown on the top line uh, with Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris. Okay. Um, the reason we brought up ownership is that there is, at least in our first run, uh, which was, or no, actually it was a second run. It was updated uh, only 30 minutes ago. So uh, our one of our most, our most recent run has the Bo Horvat line as the most owned line on the entire slate coming in at 19%, a terrible leverage spot, according to our top two stacks tool. And then we have the Vancouver uh, second, quote-unquote, second line, uh, whether you want to call them the second or first, the JT Miller-Brock-Besser line. We have them as one of the 10 most owned lines, uh, double-digit percentages as well. So if our current ownership runs are anything to go by, some, the, about a third of the field is going to have the Vancouver top six somewhere in their lineup. So what are you doing with that ownership? What are you going to do with Vancouver? What are you going to do with Ottawa? What are you going to do with this game? Because it seems like one of the mo- more important games on the night. Yeah, uh, that's early, so we're gonna. It could be an early night, or we could get ahead of the field pretty early. I'm off Vancouver tonight. Jimmy VC got claimed there, and he's driving to Ottawa from Toronto, so he could even slot into the top six. He's probably not in the player pool, but that's something to keep an eye on. But if the Bo Horvat line is going to be the top owned line of the night, like I have no, like I didn't have any interest in Vancouver tonight anyway. uh, But this gives me more confirmation to fade them. Um, Horvat, Pearson, and Vertanen, like their numbers aren't great. They have a 44% Corsi four and they're going to get the tyranny line, which like granted isn't great, but their possession numbers are okay. Um, so like at, at a five on five, like I just don't want to play Horvat, Pearson, and Vertanen at close to 20%. Like there's other lines that I would absolutely put in at 20%, but this is not one of them. And then, like, the second line, JT Miller, Besser, Hoglander, like, from name value perspective, it's nice. But, like, JT Miller is not an NHL center. When, since he got moved to center because of Patterson being out, like, their numbers are so bad. And they're going to get the Norris, Brown, Kachuk line. So, like, I really like Brady Kachuk as a one-off tonight. Uh, I know he's 7,300, but I think he can do a lot of damage against that line. Like, if you want to put in Norris and Brown, like, it's not a super expensive line. And they have pretty good numbers uh, in a pretty good sample. So I think, you know, this is a line that could take advantage of JT Miller at center. Like, I understand why there's going to be some ownership on Vancouver, right? They have a high total. They're playing the Senators who are, like, 
not a good team, but at that ownership, I, I just don't want anything to do with it. And then like this, this third line going into the Horvat line, Stutzla or Stutzla and Batherson, like I, I like them as a little mini as well. You get power play one, you can put them in with Brady. Uh, Vancouver's hor- uh, horrible defensively. So I think, you know, the Sens can score in this game. The one thing I will say about uh, Vancouver is if you want to do a little bit of a power play stack, I think that's fine. But like if I was MMEing, I think if I was going to have a couple of Vancouver, it would be some form of the power play. But for me, this is all about Brady Kachuk, uh, Ottawa one, Ottawa three, uh, some Ottawa power play stacks and Joey Decord's under 7,000. And if, if, you know, the Canucks are going to come in around 20% on that top line and over 10% on that second line, you know, Joey Decor is going to be pretty low owned tonight. You can get pretty good leverage on the field. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned Joey Decord. Um, I actually do like him in net tonight. Cause like you said, it, it does present a really good leverage opportunity and you, you made all the points that I was going to make about Vancouver. Like I'm just not playing, you know, a Jake Vertanen line at 15 to 20% ownership on the road. I don't care about the matchup. And let's be honest. How much better is Vancouver than Ottawa without Elias Pettersson in the lineup? Like, really, is there a big difference between the two teams? Like, maybe Hughes is a bit better than Shabbat. Um, the top six is, like, if you include Stutzla and Batherson and Kachuk and Dodonov, like, is it that much better than the top six? Or is it that much worse than the top six from Vancouver without Elias Pettersson? I'd say it's about even, right? Yeah. Or it's close anyway. So, like I, like I said, like without Elias Pettersson, I view these two teams as somewhat equal. And you talked about the numbers for the Horvat line. I want to just talk about them for just this year. The Horvat line, 40.6% expected goal share this year. Uh, the Besser line, since it was put together after, after Pettersson's injury, 39.6% expected goal share. These are AHL numbers. Like, this team is just getting steamrolled. I have... Like, Ottawa is not, like you said, they're not a good team, but one, they're at home, and two, they're not that much worse, if not better, than this Vancouver team. These are just two bad teams. That's flat out what it is. Um, the Like, I'm with you with Vancouver. Like, I would power play stack if I stack anything here. Um, but for me, this game is more about Ottawa. Uh, I'm in on Stutzla uh, and Dodonov. Uh, Vancouver is top 10 by time shorthanded in the last week. So, or in the last three weeks, sorry. So uh, you might be able to get uh, some decent ownership on some sort of Ottawa power play stack. Remember I talked, um, I think last weekend about, you know, doing like a, a, a Dodonov Kachuk uh, Shabbat stack. If, if you, if you're worried about uh, heavy ownership on a Batherson Stutzla uh, duo, even though we don't have much ownership pretty much across the board uh, on any uh, of, set of the Senators right now, we have Brady Kachuk at 9%, and that's about as high as it's going to get, because or for the forwards anyway. Like, we have Shabbat in double digits, but Batherson down around 1%, Stutzla down around 2%, uh, Dodonov a little bit higher, around 6%. Even if those are off by a little bit and they just come in, you know, not 1%, 2%, but 6 7% instead, I'm, I'd still way rather play that than an 18%. Bo Horvat or 14% Tanner Pearson or something like that. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm in on Ottawa. I'm in mostly uh, Batherson and Stutzla, but I am going to be mixing them in with uh, guys like uh, Brady Kachuk, uh, Thomas Shabbat, um, Evgeny Dodonov, so on and so forth, mainly the power play guys. Um, on the Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blue line, uh, like you said, I think, like I said, I think Shabbat makes sense uh, in your power play stacks. Um... Alex Edler is somebody that's actually kind of drawing my interest here. He's a guy that we probably haven't played a ton this year because um, he wasn't getting the power play minutes for Vancouver anymore. And those are really the most valuable minutes. Uh, but Edler up to 24, 25 minutes a game, his last couple times out. Uh, he had the shot bonus in his last game. He had the shot block bonus in the game before that. Um, if he's going to be playing 24, 25 minutes a night, I have interest in Alex Edler. Yeah, I agree. Because what, uh, Ottawa put up like 40 and change shots the last time they played. And, you know, if there's going to be that many shot attempts, Edler's going to block a bunch. So, and, you know, Thatcher Demko has been playing great. So, like, we're not saying go all in on Ottawa tonight. But, like, this is a spot where we're on Ottawa. And you could be on Demko if you're MME. Like, he's going to be popular. He, he's been great recently. So, um, he's been the guy who's honestly been saving the, saving the Canucks in the past like week or so he's been outstanding but how much longer can he you know stop 50 50 shots a game you know what I mean I mean we said that about Mike Smith like three weeks ago too right yeah. <laughs> for some reason uh he just keeps doing it but yeah like I think there's there's a good case uh for decor just because of his price and there's a good case for Demko because of the shot volume like I think there's a good case for both goalies in this game yeah. Um, anything else here you think we're missing? I mean, like, I wish Nikita Zaitsev was like 3,600. At 4,100, it's a little expensive, but he's been blocking shots, he's been putting shots on goal. So, like, you need like a one off on the Sens. I, I don't mind Nikita Zaitsev. Yeah, I agree. He's in that same range for me, like with Edler, where if I'm not playing Shabbat and I'm not dumping down like to Artem Zub or something or something like that. Uh, don't mind one-offing uh, Ed, someone like Edler or Zaitsev. All right, let's move it along. But before we get to our next game, I just want to let everybody know that today's show is sponsored by Jock Market. If you haven't heard, Jock Market has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Forget waiting until the end of the game to make money. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell shares of, of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, NHL, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any match or game. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players, then buy, sell, or hold the game, hold during the game based on your analysis. Download the app to get started and use our, use our exclusive Osmo promo code OSMONHL20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit at Chalk Market. This is an exclusive offer for only for the Osmo community, so make sure to take advantage of it today. That's Osmo NHL 20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit at Jock Market. All right, uh, we have to get to our next game, so let's do that. We have the Philadelphia Flyers with a 3.2 implied gold total. Going into New York, the Rangers have a 2.8 implied gold total. Uh, we were kind of thrown through a loop the last Rangers game as Pavel Buchnevich and Adam Fox were put on the COVID list, I believe. Was it the COVID list or was it just an injury? It was no, COVID list. It was the COVID list. Yeah, they were put on the COVID list uh, just before, not long before warm-ups, uh, and a lot of switches had to be made. 
Nine goals were scored in that game. Philly won 5-4. Um, we, again, this is another game with a lot of ownership. Uh, we have Mika Zibanejad currently as the third highest owned player uh, on the entire slate. We have Chris Crowder inside the top 10 with him. So it looks like at the least, there's going to be a lot of ownership on the Rangers top line here tonight. So why don't you tell us about your Rangers here, Josh, and then hop on over to Philly after. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm a big Mika Zibanejad and Chris Crowder duo. Like, I love them. But tonight's just not the night, especially with their ownership. They're going into Couturier. They're going to send out Zibanejad against Couturier, which is a big no-no for me. And especially if, like, Mika Zibanejad is going to be over 20%, that's not something that I want to do. Uh, This isn't, like, a matchup against the Sabres. This is one of the best top lines or defensive top lines in the NHL. So I get it. Like, they're fully correlated power play one with a cheap Alexis Lafreniere. But with Lafreniere up there with Zibanejad and Kreider, they've been absolutely atrocious defensively. So for me, like, I'm off this top line, which puts me on the Flyers' top line. I think they're going to, you know, without Fox, with these bad defensive numbers, I think the Gatoria line is just going to do whatever they want with the Zibanejad line tonight. So I really like the Flyers' top line. And you look at you look at the ownership on them, they're only around 4%. So that really entices me. And their prices come down. They're not like 21 and change anymore. They're 19-2, which is a bit more manageable. It is kind of funny to put in $7,200 James Van Reemsdyke. Like, it feels weird. Like, it's not 2008 or something. But, like, you got to put him in. Like, he, him and Couturier, power play one. Joel Farabee has been great this year. He doesn't get the top power play minutes anymore, but he's been great for the Flyers. Um, he's a nice young player. So, without Fox, they're going to get, like, the Truba – the Truba pairing, which is fine, but, like, it's not the Fox pairing, right? Like, with Fox off the ice, the Rangers are just pathetic defensively. Like, absolutely pathetic. So, like, I, I really like the the Flyers' top line. I like, you know, f- uh, Flyers' power play stack. I think you can do either unit, like, which really puts, like, the Flyers' third line in play. Giroux, Patrick, Voracek, they fully correlated power play, too. They're going to get the the depth of the, the Rangers, which is, you know, a bit rough. So, I don't mind that as a filler. And then on the Rangers side, like if I was going to go to the Rangers, uh, I think it'd be that second line, like a strong Panarin, like Panarin's been carrying the Rangers on their back. Like he's just been incredible since he all season. And I know he was out for that political hit job or whatever that was, but um, I, you know, he came back at a three point game. I think, you know, strong Panarin is where I go for the Rangers or some kind of power play stack because the Flyers goaltending has been really suspect lately. So I, I, I get why there's some ownership on the Rangers. Uh, they're coming off a game where they scored a bunch of goals, but I don't think it's going to come from the top line. I think it'll be the second line or some kind of power play. Yeah. Uh, I do like um, the call on the second line uh, a little bit better here. Uh, that first line matchup is just an absolute nightmare. And I like that you brought up Adam Fox and how important he is uh, to the Rangers. When they have Adam Fox on the ice offensively, they're 2% above average by expected goals league-wide. When he's off the ice, it's minus 13%. So uh, he's literally, it's, literally, it's a 15% difference in expected goal share on and off with Adam Fox defensively about the same impact. So, yeah, it is a big loss. Like, I want to say losing Adam Fox is akin to St. Louis losing Pareko because I think he's that important uh, to the team, especially where he plays in so many situations. For that reason, I agree with you. I am on Philly 1 here tonight. They're one of my favorite stacks on the whole night. Um, The power play is something worth talking about because you did mention that Joel Farabee is down on the second unit. So if you want a power play stack, uh, with Couturier and Van Riemsdyk, uh, Shane Gostisbehere was the defenseman on that PP unit last game. Um, 
if you want to stack on the other unit, then it's uh, Ivan Provorov. One thing I want to mention, like the ownership on Mika Zibanejad, okay, it's well over 20%, and I get it based on what he did last year. But if you look at his play driving numbers this year, they're just brutal. Like his his expected goals play driving numbers are full standard deviation below the league average. Like they're just not good. Um, so that like him losing Pavel Buchnevich, who's probably been I don't want to say their best forward because Panarin has been pretty good, but Buchnevich has been pretty close to their best forward this year. Losing him off the top line, I think that's a huge loss for them. So yeah. Uh, back to Philly one, Philly three, I do have interest in as well, because <laughs> I think uh, they just run over uh, the depth uh, from the Rangers and they're correlated on the power play. So uh, you can throw in your Philly three with Provorov, uh, get a nice stack in a good spot. So that's where I am on this slate, Philly one, Philly three. I do like the Rangers two call. I don't think I'm going to get to them personally here tonight, but I would have no problem using them. Uh, defenseman. I think there are a lot of defensemen in this game that are probably worth talking about. Um, like I'm definitely correlating, you know, my Couturier with, with Gostas Bear and my Voracek uh, with Provorov. Uh, I'm definitely getting some one-off Truba, but I think there's even more than that to like in this, in this game. Yeah, I agree with all those points. And then K. Andre Miller, 3,200, I think you can play. He's going to see a ton of minutes with that Truba pairing. Um, I like the, the Sanheim – uh, Felipe Myers pairing if you need a punt. Um, I know Tarmo Runainen uh, didn't get much play last game. He did have an assist. He like like showed up right before the game time because you know he drove from Hartford, which isn't a far drive, but like those guys were late onto the COVID list. I think you know for a min price punt, I think uh, I'd rather play him than Lieber than Lieber hijack or Hayak, however you pronounce it. So I think there's a lot of defensemen in this game. Justin Braun, min price, he gets some minutes. But personally, like outside of Provorov, Gosses, Bear, and Truba, it would be the two favorite are Keandre Miller for the Rangers and then uh, Sanheim for the Flyers. Yeah, Keandre Miller was the guy that I was really looking to because his price had come up a bit in recent games. I think he got not to like 36 or 3,700. Uh, but he's back down to 3,200 here tonight. Um, and he was playing 20, I think he played 24 minutes in the last game. So, um, yeah, anytime you can get a guy with that much ice time um, for 3,200 on DraftKings, I think you kind of have to go for it. Uh, in net here, like Georgiev, he's kind of catching my eye because of his price. Uh, he's 7,400, I believe. But the thing is, is like it's not really a great spot, right? Like, it's not as if it's a big leverage spot like Joey Decord is um, over Vancouver. Like, if Philly doesn't have that much ownership, it, f- it feels like, I don't want to say a low upside spot because there is upside to using any goalie who should have reasonably low ownership. But, like, it just doesn't feel like a great spot to use them when Philly's going to come in so, so low owned. Yeah, and it's just tough for me to put in a Rangers goalie without Fox. Like, yeah, he's going to see volume, but, like, these guys are just not defensemen. They're just guys, <laughs> you know, like they're just bodies. So like, it's tough. I mean, if you, if you told me before the game that, you know, the Flyers are going to have 42 shots on goal. Yeah. Then I consider your It's possible. He lets in seven, but like at 7,400, it's a bit, it's a bit tough. Like I, I wouldn't fault you if he did, cause he's going to see the volume, but I think there's some cheaper guys that I like better. 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that, but like, I genuinely like, I would rather play Joey Decord tonight. And I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't believe, please, somebody don't clip that. That is absolutely going to come back to bite me here tonight. I, don't uh, I think that's it for me out of this game. Anything else for you? Uh, hopefully, you know, the Rangers keep it under 10 goals tonight. <laughs> well, hopefully the Flyers don't. No, that's what I meant. Like, <laughs> uh, um, all right, let's move it along. Then we have uh, a few more games we need to get to. The next one we'll get to is Montreal with a 3.0 implied goal total going into Winnipeg. The Jets have a 2.7 implied goal total. Uh, another game where these two teams played a couple nights ago. I think it was a 4-2 win uh, for Montreal. Uh, Winnipeg, they they, they recalled Billy Hainola, and Billy Hainola is. I think he's the best defenseman not playing in the NHL right now. But I think – I don't know if he's going to be ready for tonight's game. So it's just something to watch for warm-up in case he might be in. That'd be a guy I would uh, consider as a super punt. But I don't think he'll be in the lineup tonight. So it might not be anything to worry about. Um, I think there's something up and down both lineups to like here. So I think we should probably take our time with this one. I'll just let you take it away wherever you want to go uh, between Montreal and Winnipeg. Yeah, I'll start with the Jets because I was on them the last time they played. Um, and I'm probably on them again with Paul Stafford, <laughs> with Shifley and Wheeler. Like, they're still reasonably priced. Like, they're only 15-8 as a full line. They're fully quality power play one. They're going to get Drew N, Cockney Emmy, and Josh Anderson. Uh, it's not like the old Montreal lines where they're going to, you know, absolutely have problems five on five. I think they can have a decent – a decent matchup here, but the, the reason you play Winnipeg is for the power play and Montreal takes a ton of penalties. Their penalty kill isn't great. Montreal had two power play goals. Uh, or excuse me. Winnipeg had two power play goals the last game. They weren't, you know, Kyle Connor scored both of them and Morrissey had the primary assistant both. So it kind of hurt Winnipeg one value, but for that reason, I'm going back. Like if they're going to score multiple power play goals, like I like to take my chances Winnipeg one. And then, you know, Winnipeg, too, uh, they're probably going to get the Zeno Tatar uh, Armia line, which is okay. Like, they have a 46-minute sample. Um, they haven't been super good defensively. But, you know, Connor is expensive. Ehlers is expensive. Dubois, over 4000 Like, if you want to, you know, put in Connor in a, in a power play stack, that's fine. I think I'm going to be under the field on Winnipeg, too, here. I like Winnipeg 1 better. Uh, five on five and power play. So that's where I'm at for that. Um, I'm not a huge Morrissey guy. Uh, he did have the two assists last time. I, I prefer Pionk as a one-off. And then on the Canadian side. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, they mixed up their top line, Suzuki to Foley Gallagher, which I really like. And their ownership in the in the latest run has been pretty low, but I've, I imagine that's going to come up uh, as it gets closer to lock. So uh, I like this line. They're going to get, you know, the... Uh, the third line of the Jets, the Lowry, Cop, Appleton line. I think you know this is a an, a spot where they can take advantage of that. Uh, Toffoli and Suzuki are on power play one. Gallagher's on power play two. Uh, so I think you can put them in with Weber um, at five thousand, or even Petrie fifty eight hundred if you want. I prefer Weber here. So I think this game is uh, Winnipeg one, Winnipeg power play, Montreal one. I also don't mind. Um, that third line is a cheap filler that I think if you're trying to jam in like an Edmonton power play, you can take pieces from. Yeah. I'm very big on the Winnipeg power play again here tonight. Um, you know, we mentioned they lost Winnipeg lost four, two in this matchup a couple of days ago, their two goals were on the power play. Um, so obviously uh, they can make hay, especially like you said, with Montreal being one of those teams that keeps taking so many penalties. One thing I want to bring up, um, you were right about the line matching typically, but in their la- in the last game specifically, they ran out the third line against the Tatar Dano Armia line a fair amount, and the Tatar Dano Armia line just absolutely ran them over. So I am I am going to have some Tatar Dano Armia, probably some mix two mans in there because there are uh, ch- expensive spots elsewhere on the slate I want to pay up to. So uh, I am going to go a little bit on that Montreal three. Uh, for me, for right now, mostly out of this game, it's Winnipeg power play stacks. But I'm with you on Suzuki, Toffoli, and Gallagher. I'm going to wait to see where that ownership is in about two hours' time. Because if that ownership stays at around 5%, I'm absolutely going to get some Suzuki, Toffoli, Gallagher stacks. Like, just one or two. But I'm absolutely going to make sure I have that line uh, somewhere. Because I agree with you. I think it could be uh, just a fantastic line um, if they stay together. Obviously. Uh, Gallagher, a perennial 25 to 30 goal scorer. Um, it's just, you know, Toffoli is one of the best goal scorers in the league this year. It'd just be a really good line together. So I am going to wait to see uh, what they do there. Like stacking Montreal, sometimes it's just hard, right? Um, I noticed their second power play unit has one forward from four different lines on it. So like, if you want a power play stack, you have to stack one, the first power play. You can't power play stack the second one. Not really anyway. Um, so for me, like I'm just mostly out on Montreal except for three and I'll be in on, uh, Toffoli and Gallagher, assuming that ownership doesn't move. I'm going to see where that goes in a couple hours. So mostly it's just Winnipeg one for me. Montreal is still amongst the most penalized teams. Uh, Winnipeg, their top line plays almost every single minute together. So I really like that Winnipeg top line, uh, again here tonight on the blue line. One guy that's really catching my eye is Brett Kulak. Um, he was up to – he's been up to like 20, 21 minutes uh, since uh, Ben Chirac got hurt. Um, and they're basically running a top 4D of Edmondson, Kulak, um, Weber, and Petrie. And then the other two guys are just playing like 12, 13 minutes. So um, I'll keep – I'll play some Kulak at 20 – I think he's been priced on DK uh, – as one of my defensemen, I do have Petrie in with some of my Tatar to know Armia stacks. I don't think I have a single Winnipeg defenseman. Even actually, I should say that I think I've more seen one lineup, but I don't have a lot of more to see here tonight. 
Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, the Canadian's penalty kill is bad, and he had, he's coming off a game where he had two primary assists, but, like, he's just not great. And I, I like, Pionk is kind of the one-off that I want to go to. He's he's just kind of in no man's land in price, though. So, like, if Heinelola is in, like, yeah, I maybe consider him as a min-price guy, but I'm off the Winnipeg Jets defenseman tonight. Yeah, I can't really fault you there. There's really just – a whole, not a whole lot to like. Uh, goalies both under 8K. Um, I think Carey Price at 7,500 on the road doesn't really great make a ton of sense, but I think Connor Hellebuck 7,500 at home does. Yeah, I like Hellebuck again tonight. Um, that price at home, I think, is – I probably, if I'm going to play Winnipeg, I might correlate with Hellebuck. I don't know if I would want to one-off him. Uh, in MMA, yeah, I probably have some one-off Hellebucks, but for me, it's going to be a correlation play with the Jets. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't mind some one-off Hellebox just because he is cheap. Um, but I probably would prefer to use him in some correlated lineups. All right. Um, before we get to our next game, just want to let everybody know that we have some free stuff up on the site. We usually do almost every day. Um, today uh, we have some stuff to help the NBA guys out. We have our NBA big board up for free on Osmo.com, and we also have NBA Super Draft projections. So anybody that hasn't played on Super Draft yet and wants to check it out, or anybody that's playing on there currently, we have our NBA Super Draft projections up on the site. Uh, we also have PGA Golfer rankings uh, for this week, and we have our NHL Top Stacks. So we just talked about uh, the Horvat line being way over-owned in, tops, in our Top Stacks tool not long ago. If you want to check that out for yourself, just head on over to Osmo.com, and our NHL Top Stacks tool is free for the day. All right. Uh Let's move it along. San Jose, two and a half implied gold total going into Vegas. Vegas has a three and a half implied gold total. Uh, Vegas has ch- both Chandler Stevenson and Alex Tuck as game time decisions. Um, you know, we were in this situation with Chandler Stevenson last game where he's a game time decision and way more expensive than Cody Glass. So it's not necessarily easy to make uh, lineups at the moment when we don't really know what that lineup's going to look like in six hours time. But um, what I want to mention about that last game is that with Stevenson out, they used that Marshall line as the shutdown line. And that, that went up against San Jose one. And that would give Vegas two or Vegas one, the Pacioretty stone line, uh, the depth from San Jose. And I think that's very intriguing on a slate where um, there are a couple of super expensive spots where people or at least one super expensive pot, pot, spot where people are gravitating to geez i can't spit my words out today so i think there's a lot to like here at least on the vegas side there may be even something on the san jose side so what do you have josh yeah uh i'm i'm big on vegas one tonight even if you don't want to put in glass that's fine like if Stevenson's out, let's just say i'm not huge on glass um he's 3400 so he's not going to hamper the price down like is not going to make it expensive. So I think you could put him in, but for me, if I'm going to go to that Vegas top line, I'm going to do Pacioretty stone and Theodore three mans. Um, if you can't get in Theodore, I think Alec Martinez is fine. He doesn't get the power play time, but he's been playing a ton of minutes. Uh, the Vegas two line, if you know, Stevenson's out, they're going to get the full couture line, which is a tough matchup. I think I'd be a little bit under the field there, but the thing is if tuck is out, Carlson's already on power play one. So I would imagine it's either going to be Marchessault or Smith, or maybe they split time on power play one there. So I think you can do some Vegas power play stacks. You could do like a Carlson Pacioretty stone if you want. Um, If Tuck is out, 
you could put in Riley Smith. He's cheaper than Marshall Saul. You could do like a Carlson Smith and the Stone, something like that. But for me, it's all about Vegas one and Shea Theodore. Uh, with Carlson, hard matching Couture, um, I don't mind going to the Sharks top line. They're fully correlated power play one. They've been very good this season. I think that's fine. Uh, but the thing is that we were talking pregame, you're saying, uh, and I'll let you hit on it more, uh, that with Cody Glass on the top line, their defensive numbers haven't been great. So that does put in the duo of Hurdle and Meyer in play. And um, that duo has very good numbers together. So uh, if that if Glass is still on the top line, I think Hurdle and Meyer are definitely in play. Yeah, I before I get into everything, I just want to mention the difference uh, with Cody Glass on the top line or not. Now, mind you, we're just talking a sample of 64 minutes Rough math in my head, that's about five or six games worth of ice time. But Cody Glass centering Stone and Pacioretty, a 50.6% expected goal share, which actually isn't bad. But (laughs) without Cody Glass, with literally any other center, they're up to 65.6% expected goal share. Their goals per game climb by about 40%. or, Or goals per 60 minute climb by about 40%. So... Like I'm a like I was a fan of Cody Glass and still am as a prospect, but it seems like he's not really up to speed with the rest of his line, and like that's the one thing that kind of worries me uh, for this slate or for this line uh, in this matchup. But in this particular matchup, where they won't be seeing the top competition and Cody Glass won't have to play 15 minutes head to head against Logan Couture, um, rather he's going to be able to do it against Matt Nieto or whoever San Jose, San Jose has on the third line. Um, that kind of makes me, uh, align with you. I'm going to be on Vegas one, uh, stone glass, uh, patch already. Uh, if Stevenson's in, like, I'm probably just going to have to, like, I'm just not making a ton of line of glass. First of all, um, I'm leaving him off some of my stacks altogether, especially where he's not on the power play with him. And the other one, like, I'll just kind of eat it. Like you, there's nothing you can do if Stevenson's out, um, and you have, or Stevens is in and you have glass. There's just nothing you can do at that point. So uh, you just got to have to be aware of how much risk you're willing to take uh, with Stevenson playing tonight, because him coming in uh, does change things a little bit. Um, But I wanted to mention uh, how that line has done with glass there, because it makes me want to play San Jose two a little bit like hurdle and Meyer are, I just checked ownership there. Yeah. They're both coming in under 3%. And Hurdle and Meyer have been reasonably good this year together. And if that Vegas top line is below average defensively because of Cody Glass, I kind of want to take advantage of that um, and get them at a low ownership uh, on a small slate. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're 9,700 as the duo. It lets you do a whole bunch. You get the power play two correlation. I I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Hurdle guy. Like, I love Thomas Hurdle, so yeah, you don't have to convince me. Okay, good. Yeah, so we're both uh, going to be on Hurdle uh, and Meyer here tonight. Uh, defenseman, like Alec Martinez probably warrants a lot of consideration because of his minutes and his price, uh, but Shea Theodore's price um, is still relatively reasonable, or do you like any of the puntier guys here? No, I'm on, these, on, the, I'm on the expensive ones, Martinez and Theodore. I mean, Zach Whitecloud, min price, I guess, if you need a min price guy, but like... I don't know. I'm I'm gonna focus my Vegas lineups with Martinez and Theodore. Yeah, um, can't disagree with that. Are you going uh, 
Are he, oh, it's Dubnik starting tonight. I was going to ask if you're on I'm Party Marty, but it's Dubnik. So, uh, Dubnik, 7K, do you chance it? I'd be more likely to play Dubnik than Martin Jones. Like, I know there's the argument, if you if you take a deep dive on the numbers, that Dubnik is worse than Martin Jones. So, like, they're probably the worst duo in the NHL, but, like... <laughs> Like it, it, it hurts less to put Dubnik in the lineup than it does Martin Jones. So it, it, I agree with you, yeah. man. Like it feels like at least Dubnik has a track record of sustained success, right? Like there's yeah. been nothing like that for Martin Jones. Yeah, like Dubnik has like that few seasons in Minnesota where he's like, okay, like he's an actual goaltender here. Yeah, like, Martin Jones just has these lapses where like he gives up three goals on nine shots and he gets he's in the showers before you can sit down with your popcorn. So like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Okay. Uh, not going to argue with the logic on that one. Um, all right. We are going to move along to our next game. One that might see a fair bit of ownership as well. We have the Edmonton Oilers with a 3.0 implied goal total going into Calgary. Calgary also with a 3.0 implied goal total. Um, I think Calgary's might've actually came up a bit uh, through the day. So maybe people are liking the flames here tonight. I'll tell you, man, they have looked good under Daryl Sutter. And that's one thing I want to mention before uh, you go into your deep dive, I was never a fan of the Kings firing uh, Daryl Sutter. And I even said so uh, at the time. I I wrote this on Twitter. In Daryl Sutter's last season with the Kings, they were second in the NHL by five-on-five adjusted uh, course he shared. In the 95 games after he was fired, they fell to 19th. It was the same team. Like, obviously, he had a really good impact, and he got the most he could out of what was a really bad Kings roster at the time. So when I look at Calgary's numbers and see that they are rocking like a 59% expected goal share uh, in five games or four games under Sutter or whatever it is, that doesn't really surprise me because Daryl Sutter, I think, is a really good coach um, who can get a lot out of his players. So Calgary playing well doesn't surprise me. And actually, it's pushed me a little bit off Edmonton here tonight. I think this might be the lowest amount of Connor McDavid I've had uh, in on any slate this year. Yes. And the one thing I will say about the Oilers, at points last game, they went back to McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, Pugliarvi. So... That's something to keep an eye on. I know they are practiced or had morning skate with McDavid, Drysdale, Yamamoto, but you know they did at times go back to Nugent Hopkins, Puliyarvi. That's something to look at going forward because Nugent Hopkins, Puliyarvi, way cheaper than Drysdale, Yamamoto. And I do agree with Dar- uh, as Daryl Sutter as a coach. Like, yeah, we make fun of him because he looks like the Muppet, like a Muppet. But like, he's a good defensive coach. Uh, he made sure to avoid the Monahan Gaudreau line. He made sure to like steer that clear of anything McDavid because they will just get steamrolled. So uh, the McDavid line saw some Lindholm Kachuk. They saw some Manji and Pani Bakland. Um, I kind of like the Flames tonight. Like I've been off the Flames all season, but like this is a good spot. Like Mike Smith has come back to earth. Like he's not like he's not doesn't have like a nine six save percent or something ridiculous like that. He allows goals. I think you can build some double Kachuk lineups tonight. I like this Lindholm Kachuk line. I won't, you know, bash Dubé. We've done that, been there, done that. And he has like, <laughs> you know, a nine goal game and it just buries you. But like, I don't mind Lindholm Kachuk. I also like Monaghan Gaudreau. If they're going to, obviously they're going to avoid McDavid. They're going to get uh, a depth line of the Oilers. You know, the Nugent Hopkins, Pugliarvi, Ennis line hasn't 
there haven't been anything special defensively, so I think you can put them in. And I really like this third line, um, Damanji and Pani Bakla and Lucic. Um, they're not going to see their full time against McDavid, so they're probably going to get some of this Gate and Haas chase on Neil line. So, like, people <laughs> will correlate on the second power play. Their numbers have been very good this season. Yeah, Lucic is whoever Lucic is. He's, you know, he's a, you know, a future version of Brad Marchand. So, like, it is what it is. Like, he's just going to park himself in front of the net. But, like, at 2,500, he's not going to kill you. Mangiapane is one of my favorite players on the Flames. He started for 100. Backlund's reasonable, 4,200 this line. Super cheap. Their numbers are great. Edmonton depth isn't great. Mike Smith is bad. So, like, I, I think I just talked myself into a bunch of flames. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you take it now. Yeah, all of a sudden, you're 100% Andrew Majabani. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm glad you mentioned the line matching because I think that is important. Like, they did everything they could to keep Godro away from Connor McDavid, uh, and that was definitely the right call. But that kind of brings that Godro Monahan line into play for me, right? Like, if you're not going to see any of Connor McDavid, like, if you're going to see nothing but the Edmonton depth, um, I kind of like that. So I do like Godro and Monahan a little bit here tonight. My favorite line, actually, is Calgary 3. Uh, like you said, their numbers have been great. 3.0 expected goals for, 3.6 actual goals for. So, like, they're outscoring their expected goal share and their expected goal pace is very high already and 64.4% expect, uh, expected goal share. So like they've been fantastic. And like you said, they won't play the whole game against Connor McDavid. So again, once you get into those depth matchups, um, I think the Oilers can be had here. So I like Calgary three as a filler for like Philly one, or I don't even know what else you might need Vegas, like Vegas one or something like that. So uh, don't mind uh, Calgary three here. I'm like I said, I'm mostly off Edmonton here tonight. Um, Calgary, a 59.6 expected goals share under Daryl Sutter. Like, that's not surprising to me. Um, Edmonton, 30th by expected goals against on the penalty kill over the last month. So, again, I'm just going Monaghan Godro because I want to get uh, pieces of those power play. I want to go up against that bad Edmonton penalty kill. Uh, or I'm going to dump down to the third line uh, to fit in some of my more expensive stacks. Like I'm with you on Edmonton. Just don't have a lot of them here tonight. The line, the lines are one thing that concerns me. The other thing that concerns me is that Daryl Sutter is turning Calgary uh, into one of the better defensive teams in the league, uh, or at least in Canada. Um, on the blue line, Noah Hannafin is the guy to talk about here. He took over the top PP unit for Calgary in their last game. And if I'm not mistaken, he's under 3K or at 3K. 2,800 under. Yeah, so, you know, you can mix in Godro, Monaghan, and, and Hannafin uh, for under $13,000. There's your super cheap filler stack uh, if you want to fit in a really expensive, you know, Philly one or Vegas one or something like that. So Noah Hannafin really kind of changes the entire outlook. I, w- I wouldn't say the entire outlook of this slate, but I think he brings – more ownership to Calgary than we otherwise would have. Yeah. And I think a way to get a little bit different, because Hannafin's definitely going to be popular. If you are using that Calgary third line, I think you put him in with Mark Giordano. He, he correlates on that second power play unit. He's 5,300. So um, he's someone to go to, but yeah, I agree. No Hannafin is going to be a problem if you're, you know, build, building with Calgary. Cause 
I think that's the chalk you, you have to eat, right? Especially if he's on the top power play. I'd rather eat, you know, cheap chalk on the blue line than expensive chalk somewhere else. So Hannafin, if you're using any of those top two lines, I like Giordano as a, a nice correlation play with the third line. Yeah, the thing with cheap chalk is that if you miss out on cheap chalk, your your slate's done. Yeah. Like if if you miss out on Kyle Connor here tonight, Kyle Connor has a couple goals. That might not be a big deal, but if Noah Hannafin has a couple goals, you may as well close your laptop. <laughs> so, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, might want to get some of that cheap chalk here tonight. Uh, Jacob Markstrom in net, a little bit of Jacob Markstrom? Yeah, I like Jacob Markstrom. I've been a Markstrom guy. I was uh, – 7700 at home, like, it's a little bit expensive, so he's probably going to go overlooked a little bit, especially because it's a perceived tough ma- tough matchup but markstrom's one of the better goalies in the nhl i know we get crap for saying gibson's one of the best but like markstrom's legitimately a top 10 nhl goaltender he's at home uh they've been a good defensive team under the muppet so yeah i like markstrom yeah i like markstrom here as well i'm not in on mike smith so much all right uh we've got one more game left but before we get there just want to let everybody know uh we've got another little deal here for you the ncaa field is set and we have you covered here at osmo if you're looking to get in on some march madness dfs you can get access to our projections with the shamrock promo we have going on right now uh, you get 50 percent off an osmo plus platinum weekly pass or you can purchase our Mar- march madness dfs package separately for 29.95 and that gives you access to the entire tournament from tip off on march 18th to the national championship game on April 5th. should also check out our Odd Shopper tool at oddshopper.osmo.com to help you find the best tourney betting lines across all the major sport books legal here in the United States. Finding the best value on a line could be the difference between a win or a loss. Make sure to take advantage of that free tool we are offering. That is promo code SHAMROCK if you're looking at 50% off an Osmo Plus Platinum Weekly Pass or the March Madness DFS package that can be purchased for $29.95. Now, this is the last day to take advantage of that. So if you want to take advantage of our 50% off Osmo Plus Platinum Weekly Pass, head on over to Osmo.com for the pro- with the promo code SHAMROCK. And if you want to stay up to date on the latest NHL DFS news, check out our Twitter handle, OsmoNHL. Um, it's where we have everything that uh, that we post from our articles to our videos to some news updates. Um, so we might have had an old NHL account that you may have been following last year. Our new one is just Osmo NHL. So head on over there if you want to catch up on all the latest stuff we have going on at Osmo NHL. All right, we have about five minutes left. We have about one game to get to, so let's get to this one. Uh, we have the St. Louis Blues with a 3.0 implied goal total going into Los Angeles with a 2.5 implied goal total. Um, they were supposed to play on Sunday night, I believe, but it was canceled due to, uh, weather. They had Oli Mata hit the COVID list over the weekend and then some players got sick, but they said it wasn't COVID related. I just want to make sure everybody knows that there are players, uh, there's at least one player on the COVID list. There are players that they've admitted are sick on the team, but they're saying it's not COVID all I'm saying is that there could be some funny stuff at warmups. Make sure that if you stack out of this game, that you you're paying attention to warmups just in case. Um, St. Louis is starting to get healthy. Um, Tyler Bozak is going to be back in the lineup tonight on the third line for the Blues, but they still have no Jane Schwartz. They still have no Colton Pareko. They still have no Robert Thomas. Um, there might be something from both sides here, so I'll just let you uh, talk about what you want to talk about. 
Yeah, so Perron's back with O'Reilly and Sanford, and the first thing you know is David Perron, 7,000. <laughs> like, David Perron's 7,000 going into L.A. against Kopitar. Yeah, Alex Alfalo's not there. Adrian Kempe is, but that's still a good line. I don't want to go against Kopitar, so that kind of takes me out on the St. Louis top line. You go to the second line, Sammy Blay, Braden Shen, Vladimir Tarasenko. Normally, you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a great matchup against Vlardy, Carter, and Anthony Sioux, but, like, this second line of the Kings, they have a 100-minute sample, and their defensive numbers are good. They only have a 1.81 expected goals against, eight high-injured chances against per 60. Like, that's better than league average, <laughs> which is crazy for Anthony Sioux. He's like the guy in the Mighty Ducks who just is really fast but can't stop. <laughs> and then, like, like Velarde and Carter, I guess, you know, Velarde's coming to his own. Carter's, you know, throwing it back old school. So, like, yeah, if you want to play Shen Tarasenko for that power play time, I don't blame you. Like Tarasenko's price is up to where he should be now. He's not like 2,500 or 3,300. He's 5,800. Uh, so I'm kind of off this St. Louis second line. If you want to get them in MME, I think that's fine. I think if I'm going to get to St. Louis, it's honestly this third line, right? Bozak, Hoffman, Kairou. Kairou and Hoffman, you get secondary power play time. Uh, Bozak is back. He's min-priced. He's not great. But at min-price, like if he gets 13, 14, 15 minutes, like it's going to be fine. And they're going to get like – the, the third or the fourth line of the Kings, which is just really bad. Carl Grundstrom, Trevor Moore, Blake Lazat, like they have a, in a 50 minute sample, they have a three and a half expected goals against. And like this, this blues third line probably won't garner much ownership. I, I kind of like them as a filler stack, but as a whole, I'm kind of underweight on the blues in this game. Uh, it, the COVID stuff does worry me, but like now that I actually have a pretty bad head cold, I guess it's possible for people to get sick and not be COVID. Yeah, that's like, true. yeah, that's true. It, it, it does worry me a little bit. And then moving to the Kings side, like this top line with Kempe there over IFL, I kind of like, but like Kempe's price is pretty expensive and I don't like going against the O'Reilly Perron combo. They really, they really, you know, slow the pace down. So I guess, like, if I had to go to the Kings, it's going to be the second line. They've been very good. They're fully correlated power play, too. Like, I'm not saying in my one to three, I'm really considering them, like, maybe as a filler. But, like, in 20 max or 150 max, I think I'd have a little bit of this second line. But as a whole, like, as this game, as a game, I'm under under the field on this game. Yeah, I just want to bring up St. Louis's numbers. Like I said, they have been getting healthy. Like, they get they got Tarasenko back a week ago. They got Tyler Bozak back now. But since Colton Pareko's injury, they're 29th by expected goals against on the penalty kill, 27th by actual goals against on the penalty kill, 20th by five-on-five expected goals against, and 26th by actual goals against. So without Colton Pareko, this has been a bottom 10 team defensively at all strengths. So, like, the St. Louis matchup just doesn't really, like, I know what you mean. You don't really want to go into Ryan O'Reilly. But I honestly think um, it's not that bad of a matchup with Colton Pareko out, right? Like, it is a bad matchup against Ryan O'Reilly, but there's nothing on the blue line to be worried about whatsoever. Um, And the other thing here is the Kings are top 10 by power play opportunities per game, and the Blues are top 5 by time shorthanded. So, like, if the Kings get a ton of power plays here tonight against a penalty kill that's just been horrific for weeks now, I kind of like the Kings' top line. Like, that's my reasoning, is that I think there's a chance they get, like, four or five power plays here tonight, uh, and they can really make hay. Like, I'm not going insane on the Kings' top line. I think I have 15% of them, which is a, which is obviously going to be a lot lower than the field. 
but like you could get you could if you're playing 150 lineups if you have 15 of them with kings one you'll probably be three times the field so you don't need a lot of kings one here uh to be good so that's where i am on the kings blue line i'm out except for pretty much just dowdy and falk uh i like peterson in that yeah and just a quick point on the blues they're been pretty bad defensively and Bennington hasn't been great. Like maybe he's actually not a good goalie, but that's a conversation for another time. Um, I agree with you on the blue line correlating. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. That's where we are, where we are all at on this slate. All right. We're going to get out of here before we do. I'm going to give you guys my favorite value stack of the night. My favorite value stack of the night right now is going to be Calgary three. Uh, and my hat trick pick is Joel Farabee. What do you have for us, Josh? Uh, Ottawa three and uh, Pacioretty. There we go. Ottawa three and Pacioretty for him. I have Calgary three uh, and Joel Farabee for me. All right. For our producer, Tyler, uh, for Josh Harris, that'll do it for us here today. Thank you very much for joining us. Good luck tonight. Let's win some money. Let's do it.